1: This is the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by Mastercard. On today's episode, we preview the first domain test from the Gabba with off-spinner Nathan Lyon and talk to Sydney Sixers all-rounder Aaron Burns about the Rebel WBBL, a bizarre injury and the upcoming finals. All right, let's get into it with the GOAT, Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon joins us from Brisbane ahead of the first Domain Test match on Thursday. Uh, how's it going up there in Brisbane, Nathan?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been brilliant. Uh, the preparations uh, is going going to plan. The tra- boys are training the absolute house down. So looking forward to another big training session today. But uh, yeah, can't wait to get out there on Thursday.
1: Right. I will kick off with our Mastercard moment. Uh, I'm going to go with. The last ball, six in the Rebel WBBL. Five runs needed. Courtney Webb on strike for the Renegades. Uh, sixes gun Marizan cap with the ball, and this
2: happened. She's got plenty of it. It's high. It's long. It's, it's a over. victory. Can you believe it? The Renegades... Courtney Webb hits Cap over the fence.
1: An incredible finish. Uh, there's been a lot of tight finishes in the WBBL. I'm going to speak to Aaron Burns a little bit later on to get a big wrap on the WBBL. Uh, Nathan, what's your MasterCard moment of the week?
2: Um, my MasterCard moment would, is going to go to uh, a fellow New South Made uh, Maiden Pfeiffer, in the Marsh Cup. So well done, Daniel Sams. Sams gets yet another wicket.
1: He's having a great day. Nathan, you touched on it earlier, but how is the vibe in the Australian camp ahead of this uh, big first test against Pakistan?
2: Ah, yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, I think it's it's a different feeling coming into the first test match of of the summer, um, and going in with the amount of cricket that we've actually been able to have under our Um, belt—five test matches and three to four field games—it's been um, quite, quite amazing that we've got this much cricket under our belt going into the first test match here at Gabba. So, yeah, the feeling within the group is, uh, yeah, exciting.
1: Now, Nathan, the Aussie squad is down a member after James Pattinson was suspended from the first test match. How has the squad reacted to the suspension of Pattinson?
2: Oh, yeah, obviously it's disappointing that um, James, um, as well all all of us who are part of the Australian team, so we've got our role models to, to, to live up to, I guess, and our behaviours at Shield sure level um doesn't doesn't deter from that. So yeah, it was disappointing to um have James uh suspended from this game but um no doubt he's he's learned his lesson and uh, he'll be come fine in know, Adelaide when he joins the squad again. So um yeah that's no, disappointing but uh we all make mistakes. It's just about improving and trying to get better as a as a person and as a creator and, and as a role model to all the young kids and girls out there.
1: Has J.L. Tim Payne or anyone address the group uh, about what happened down there with with James and moving forward this summer?
2: Uh, we've all had um, we've all been in the meetings uh, and we've had a conversation about. And as I said, we have a role to play as uh, role models and and as custodians of this game. I guess that it's a great game we we owe the game nothing. We we got to keep um, keep trying to grow the game and keep being a decent role models and making sure that we're making um, a great progress throughout the game um, on and off the field. So, yeah, we've spoken about it, and it's just about us as Australian Keating Team learning as a group together and making sure that we're heading in the right direction.
1: Apart from uh, that stuff, what has been the message from from JL and Tim uh, heading into this first Test match, uh, coming off retaining the Ashes in England?
2: Uh, it's just about um, where we wanna to go to as a team and what do we need to do to get there. Um, I think we all that the one goal is to become the number one team in the world and it's not it's not gonna happen overnight, but if we can um, start our preparation here in, in the leading into the first test match here in Brisbane I think it's uh, gonna go a long way. I think we just need to keep keep getting better each and every day we go out the train. Um and making sure that we're looking after our mates and doing all that stuff. So if we can do that, then hopefully we can have some great results here in Australia over the summer, and hopefully push our push ourselves up into the Test Championship um, contenders because that would be an amazing feat to, uh, in a couple of years' time, go out to the Lords and play play in competition, or playing a one-off Test to see what the best Test or to who is the best Test nation in the world. So. There's a couple of certain goals there floating around for us, but it's just about us playing our role and, and staying in the moment here and taking it day by day.
1: One person playing their role very, very well is Steve Smith, who's flying at the moment. How does his confidence impact the rest of the squad?
2: Right, well, Steve is Steve, Steve, to be honest. Um, he, he's going to go out there and, and play the way he, he plays, and he's, he's definitely trained the way he he's always trained, and, and uh, that. He's getting prepared the way he needs to. But I think um, I think the whole squad is, is, is confident. Uh, we, we play a great, great brand of cricket here in Australia. We love playing at the Gabba. It's exciting to be there for the first test. So it's not, not just going to be off the back at Steve Smith. Yes, he's a great player, um, but I think there's a lot of, lot of young exciting, exciting cricketers coming through this side. I look at Marcus, um after his entrance into the Ashes uh, and the way he's really stepped up in that number three position is really um, been exceptional. So I think there's a few guys, but then you look at it, a pretty well-balanced uh, bowling squad. Um, so I think it's uh, pretty exciting. So we're not just going to go off the back of smudger. I think it's going to be a team effort to um, really make sure that we're playing a positive brand of cricket.
1: Just on Marnus, is he still acting a, a bit like a Steve Smith's shadow, like he was <laughs> during the Ashes?
2: Um he actually reminds me of the. Of, they, they actually reminds me um, of the characters of Prison Break. It was bag and Tawny, you know, holding each other's pocket. But I think Miles was holding Smitty's pocket and walking around. So uh, it's it's all a bit of fun. Um, obviously he's trying to learn. Learn off Smithy, he's got a pretty good role model there, but, um, yeah, they're both definitely strange.
1: First of the Gabba, for be your ninth test up there in Brisbane. Uh, what do you like um, the most about playing in Brisbane at the Gabba?
2: Um, I think it's the, the wicket they, they generally produce here. It's um, a great contest between bat and ball, um, and I think it provides a really great, exciting brand of cricket to be played here. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And our record at the GABA is absolutely exceptional. So well, hopefully, we can keep, keep playing that brand of cricket that we, we love to play here. And hopefully, there's a big Queensland and Australian crowd that are able to turn out and support both Australia and Pakistan.
1: You played your first Gabba test uh, eight years ago against New Zealand. What do you reckon the biggest difference between the, the 2011 Nathan Lyon is and the 2019 Nathan Lyon?
2: Um, I've got a lot a lot less hair Um, but I think uh, I think my bowling uh, I'd like to say it's improved a fair fair way from where I started um, back eight years ago Um, but uh, it's one of those things where you learn and learn about the game and you're still trying to get better each and every day and I've enjoyed every time I've come here Uh, I love playing cricket here at the gather so there's a lot lot of difference but, uh, but probably the biggest thing would be the yeah, yeah, nothing no hair, I guess.
1: That's overrated anyway. Now Nathan, you've got a great record against left handers, but this summer looks like some of the better batsmen from the tourists, Pakistan and New Zealand, are right handers. So how do you go about bowling to right handers in Australia?
2: Um, yeah, it's a it's a great challenge. Um but I'm very lucky that I get the bowl bowl through lots of moments and and, and speed in, in the nets so I get a, some great practice bowling to a lot of right handers. Um here here just in in our practice so I definitely know I've definitely got a couple of plans. but yeah you're right they do have some some great cricketers um and some special batsmen there so it's going to be a good challenge but uh, hopefully I can use the bounce to my advantage and um hopefully the the guys aren't used to the bounce and hopefully we'll be able to create a few chances fingers crossed
1: You've had an up and down time against Pakistan over the years, 2014 over there in uh, the UAE. was a tough tour, but Yunus Khan at the end of the tour said that uh, he just kept sweeping you because he didn't trust his defence to block out your stock delivery. Uh, That was five years ago now, but uh, how much did that uh, little chat with uh, Yunus give you a boost and and make you the bowler you are today?
2: Yeah, I think having that chat with uh, a legend like Yunus Khan, it was... uh very important to my career. Um, if you look at that stage of my career, there was all there continuing to be doubt over my career, I guess, and whether I was good good enough or, or what. So I think having having little chats with legends like that around the around the world, around international cricket, really gives you great advice and mm-hmm. on how to uh, uh, go about your game and where where you're going to get better and where where you can keep learning. Um, so yeah having that chat and that chat's has stuck with me throughout my whole career, to be honest, and uh, it, it's still with me today. I take a big uh, when guys ask me I, I do take a, a bit of um, confidence of uh, that they're not not totally certain I, um, off of my of my stop ball, and, and the bounce that I'm able to generate.
1: You haven't taken a fifer up in Brisbane, Nathan. Is that a bit of a, a box you want to tick?
2: I think you you always want to be able to take five five wickets on any, any ground that you. Uh, up against, but I think it's more for me. It's more about our bowling attack and taking 20 wickets. And if I can play my role and and, and support our, our big big wickets and and just make sure that we're we're doing the same thing and trying to take 20 wickets and bowling well in partnerships and and really putting putting the guys under pressure for a long periods of time and challenging the offense. I think as a bowling group, we'll be able to create 20 20 odd chances. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, fingers crossed, uh, and some, hopefully one day it'll come around tomorrow, my turn to be in the spotlight, but uh, I'm pretty happy for the, for the big creatures to continue to uh, play an amazing role in Australian cricket, which they are doing. Uh,
1: who are the standout danger players for Pakistan this summer?
2: I think there's a few, to be honest. Um, just just looking in their batting line, I would think someone like Azar Ali, the captain. Um, I think he would have a average close to 80 last time he was out here. Uh, obviously you've got Baba who has been absolutely exceptional, absolutely exceptional, especially in the white ball format. But then you also look at Shaikh. I think three, those three guys are probably the, the three biggest guys. But then you also you got someone like a Harris the Hale, which will potentially come into it as well. So. They've got some world-class players in their lineup, and we, we're the Australian cricket team. We're going to have to make sure morning, first ball, first hour that we we're on and we're going, and and we're paying full attention to it each and every ball. So it's uh, it's going to be cha- challenging, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to. it.
1: Make you feel a bit old uh, if Pakistan are considering playing a 16-year-old fast bowler. Uh
2: yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is going to be looking at. You know, actually, it's, it's exciting. You see. A lot of young guys come on the international scene and they they got a bundle of energy, so it's, uh, it's going to be a great challenge. And obviously, bowl's quite quick, so it's going to be a good challenge for us bowlers with the back. But, um, yeah, it's looking forward to it. It's, it's great to see a young, fresh blood coming on the international cricket team.
1: Having uh, been around the Aussie camp this week, uh, who from the, the squad do you think is going to make a big impact in this first Test match?
0: Um.
2: Uh... I really like the look of uh, Josh Hazelwood at the moment with, with the way he's bowling, um, but also looking at Matthew Wade and the way he's hitting the ball, and that's, uh, that's, that's pretty exciting. So they're my two guys, but saying that, David Warner played extremely well yesterday as well.
1: Good reward for Matthew Wade to score all those runs in the Shield competition, go to the Ashes, score a couple of hundreds and then earned first test selection. Um, how's he been around the group? He's a, one of the more senior players, but uh, he's a bit of a live wire, isn't he?
2: Uh, yeah, no, Matt, Matt he's uh, obviously, he's he not the right to be. He's not off the back of his personal success in, in the Shield cricket, but also um, when he stepped up throughout the Ashes with a couple of hundred there in that, in that series, which was absolutely exceptional. So, no, uh, yeah, he's one of the old, older guys on the side, but uh, he's got a very level head on him. Um, he's very he's learnt from uh, his past the past couple of years. His career's definitely growing, and uh, he I think he's been one of, definitely one of the form bowlers throughout the Shield season this year. And yeah, he definitely deserves his his chance here and the opportunity to play a couple of more home test matches.
1: Just finally, Nathan, the Aussies they play a variety of different uh, games during warm up. Uh, a lot of hybrid different games. Uh, who takes the wild games the most seriously?
2: Um, well, it's actually, if you're actually on Smith and Warner's side, which I am, it's like oldies versus young, youngies. And uh, so we actually don't get the touch of ball. It's usually Smithy and Davey. And to Smithy, we play a soccer volleyball game. And Smithy, Steve Smith is an un- unbelievable cricketer, but he is a shocking, shocking <laughs> soccer player. He's got, he's He's got hands and feet. He does, he does not know how to kick a football ball, so it's a little bit interesting, and a little bit frustrating.
1: Is there a point where you've just got to march him, turn him to get back in the back in the square and give someone else a go?
2: Um, I've, I've told him several times to go sit in the corner, in the back corner, and put the, one of the witches hat on top of his head, and that, that's all he all he can do is do the outside line. Um, but he won't take my advice. He, he still thinks he's pretty good, but. Uh, I can't believe really he's probably one of the
1: worst players I've ever seen. <laughs> he's human after all. Uh, well, thank you, Nathan. All the best um, for the first Test match, and we'll chat to you afterwards.
2: Thank
0: you. Yeah! And there's a appeal for court behind, and Burns strikes.
1: On the line is Aaron Burns, star Sydney Sixers player. Aaron, how's the WBBL season been so far? Yeah,
0: look, I'm having a, I'm having a great time uh, this season. I think it's kind of been... Um, fantastic to see how much um, everyone's kind of been getting around the standalone format. I think it's been really positive on a whole um, that, you know, we've kind of been holding our own and getting some really good um, numbers and television kind of um, uh, stuff on, on Fox and obviously Channel 7 as well and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, like I, I think personally um, with with our fixes kind of how we're chatting along at the moment, we kind of had a pretty uh, <laughs> a nail out of a game the other day against the Renegades. Um, and, yeah, a bit disappointed to go down on that one. But, yeah, overall, I think we're, um, you know, fairly happy with kind of how we've been tracking along so far.
1: A lot has happened both during that game and around that game against the Renegades. Um, let's start before yeah. the game. in nearkirk out. Um, she sliced a hand open uh, trying to cut an avocado. How do you do that?
0: <laughs> I, I'm still trying to kind of work it out myself. I had a bit of a mock a mock go at um you know, cutting up an avocado the other day, and I couldn't quite figure it out myself. But, yeah, she must have attacked it pretty hard. Um, but, yeah, she managed to, managed to kind of slice through it and, um, and yeah, kind of through her hand in the process. But, um, yeah, look, it seems like those, those kind of signs are pretty positive. She seems to um, have kind of missed all of the, the major kind of things, all the um, tendons and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, hopefully she'll be, she'll be on board um, with us and the team um, heading across the Perth this weekend.
1: Avocados are supposed to be a superfood, and now they're one of the more dangerous uh, ones you can eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I still, we're still all kind of grappling around how how she managed to manage to kind of, um, you know, kind of slice straight through her hand. I thought a butter knife would suffice in terms of trying <laughs> to kind of um, spread an avocado, but apparently uh, she probably went for more of the uh, the sharper pairing paring fruit knife. perhaps, I'm not sure.
1: Or a machete or something like that. Um, yeah, and, true. And during the game, um, your captain, Elise Perry, uh, dives over the rope to tr- try and catch it and prevent a six and lands on her shoulder. She is out for maybe uh, three weeks. Um, just how big a blow is that? Yeah. An inspirational play and perhaps the best player in the competition. What uh, What are the sixes going to do to try and cover up um, for Elise's absence? Yeah,
0: obviously pretty disappointing. Um probably more so for her. She's kind of someone who's pretty kind of stoic and and she would be kind of hoping that she'd be able to kind of get on the park pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, obviously she's been um, one of our best performers not only this season, but but in many seasons kind of past. So, um, yeah, like a massive blow for us. Um, But I think it's kind of um, lit a fire in in the belly a little bit um, for for a few of us kind of um, in the middle order here. I think we've kind of um, been... Um, struggling to kind of like put together a really solid performance in the in the in the middle order, and I think um, obviously Elise has kind of been been finishing off really really well for us. So I think I think we're kind of seeing it as a as a real challenge, um, and I think we're all pretty excited about kind of stepping up and and trying to kind of fill that void that Elise has kind of like left.
1: How's your form been this summer? You've got a, uh, almost a hundred runs and seven or so wickets. How would you assess uh, your form this summer?
0: Um, yeah, look, I've been relatively kind of happy. Yeah, a few, um, kind of finishing off a few innings with, um, with, um, Pez there, which is, which has been, um, good fun and, um, you know, a bit disappointed in in a few kind of innings where probably had a bit of a chance or a bit of an opportunity to kind of bat a little bit more time. But, um, yeah, I've just been kind of enjoying, um, you know, getting out there and getting on the park. And as I said, it's, um, it's always a really good vibe around, um, WBVL. So, um, hopefully kind of looking personally to kind of, as I said, um, previously that, you know, now that there is kind of probably a little bit more um, ownership on, on us girls in the middle order, with um at least unfortunately, kind of being out, but I think hopefully capitalise on this and kind of put a few more good scores on the board.
1: Okay, so Perry's injury aside, how do you think the team is shaping up for the finals? You've probably got, what, five games left to go. Um, how do you think the team is heading towards those finals?
0: Yeah, look, I think, yeah, as you said, kind of like the injury one is the, is the big looming factor, but as um uh, mentioned earlier, I'm sure Darnay will be out back on the park in no time, and and the and elites will really kind of push push to kind of get back in um, back on board before before fi- come finals. So um, yeah, there's a really good spirit around the group at the moment. I think um, we we've got some really good young talent kind of coming in around the squad. So um, we've really been trying to develop those girls, and and I think it's a has a really good opportunity um, for us kind of leading into into semis to really kind of put a few a few good um, you know, scores on the board, and and really kind of give a bit of ownership over the, uh, onto those young girls that that definitely have the ability. We've seen, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk around um, young girls like Sebby Litchfield coming through. There's some great crop of new talent kind of coming through across all of um, the DBL franchises, and and we're certainly not short on them that, uh, ourselves. So um, yeah, I think we're, we're all pretty excited to kind of come, you know, we're ticked over the halfway mark, and we're and we're kind of charging on towards. Um, towards finals. So yeah, hopefully we, we finish off strong and, and, and put ourselves in a good good position come kind of semi-finals
1: time. As we look at the ladder now, the Brisbane Heat are the top, strikers, sixes, and then the Renegades uh, and the Scorchers are all thereabouts. And the Thunder, there's only uh, one point yeah. between uh, sixth and fourth and only three between second and sixth. So it's a, a tight, uh, very tight competition table at the moment. Uh, who, who are the teams to beat? Who are the, who are the ones that are really impressing you?
0: Yeah, look I think the the have really kinda of come out come out hard and you know, they've they've been they've been playing really, really well. I think Sophie Divine's in some exceptional form at the moment so you know, with our kind of games coming up against those guys next um next few weeks, um, we will be really looking to kind of sit down and, and try and kind of get a few good solid plans in, in place to try and kind of um, combat her explosiveness, she, you know, she can be absolutely devastating when she's on. So, um, on the ground like Hurstville Oval as well, it's not, the, it's not the biggest ground in the world. So, I'm sure she'd be able to, um, do some damage there. But yeah, I think the, the strikers have been playing really, really well. Obviously, Twist and Heat have kind of, um, have been really consistent all season. Um, as well, I think like when they're when they're on, they're, they're really on, an, and obviously an extremely competitive team. I think they've really shown some some great depth in their batting lineup as well, which is um, which is really really positive signs. Um, yeah, and then obviously I think anyone, as, as you kind of said, the, the score uh, sorry, the um, the points ladder is so it's so congested it kind of. Um, it really comes down to, to who can who can perform on the day. Really, I think any team has the has the potential to to pull an absolute blinder out of the bag. And there's definitely you know a handful of players on on every team that can really take away a game away from from anyone. So, um, as I said, I think you just got to make sure that you do all your process as well, and, and, and you you prepare as well as you kind of can do, and then and then come out all guns lazy on the day. But we're certainly not underestimating any team in the lead up to finals
1: you touched on safe divine there uh, perry of course uh, but who are some of the, the other players from another team that that have stood out for you
0: um yeah obviously beth mooney's been been batting exceptionally um she's someone who's just really kind of anchoring anchoring their um the Brisbane heat innings at the moment and is allowing the you know the firepower around her that, that the heat does have to be able to kind of play their game so i think she's been she's been playing um exceptionally well um i also um think um from a, a bowling perspective, obviously, Mega Ships, <laughs> an incredible bowling. It's kind of, you know, really been, been pretty devastating with the ball so far this season. But um, I think you can really kind of, from most kind of teams, you can really, you know, um, name, name kind of a handful of players. But um, as we said, lucky, our, our kind of um, focus at the moment is, is on our game kind of tomorrow night against, um, against the Hurricanes. And, you know, they'll be, they've, they've kind of had a, um a few kind of like close misses and and they'll be kind of really coming up to sydney with the fire lit in the belly and hopefully trying to kind of like knock us off um with those injury concerns obviously that are kind of being pretty widely spread around in the media at the moment i'm sure they'll kind of be um be up to the task so yeah that's kind of where our our fights are firmly kind of focused at the moment
1: speaking of the hurricanes emily smith has been suspended for a year with uh, nine of those months suspended uh now for um putting an Instagram post of the 11 uh, on social media Erin, um, just how careful do you have to be when you're posting on social media around game days and I guess that's a, a pretty strong lesson for anybody thinking about it they've just got to be that extra bit careful
0: yeah look obviously it's um I, I know Emma and I know it should be pretty devastated with the, with the outcome of it but yeah we, we we do kind of go through our integrity kind of stuff and and yeah you know it's a pretty it's a pretty strong message that um, yeah cricket Australia isn't isn't taking these things kind of lightly, and um, as I said, I'm sure she'd be absolutely gutted by it, um, by, by the outcome. But yeah, we know that we kind of have to be pretty careful around kind of you know posting and those kind of things, and obviously social media being so accepted uh, these days. Um, yeah, we really do kind of have to be um, pretty on top of and uh, on top and aware of kind of what we're what we're doing kind of come come match day. So um, yeah, I think I think we'll all just kind of you know have. Um, have a bit of a um, a moment, kind of like looking over. Um, obviously, you know, like healing a bit for him. But as I said, you you do kind of like know what you, what you can and can't do, and, and I'm sure that um going forward, that that these kind of the instances will, will definitely kind of be, be reduced.
1: This is the first standalone comp for the WBBL. Uh, have you seen the standard, the quality, the depth of cricket uh, develop over the years since you started playing in the in the WBBL to where it is today?
0: yeah I think um it's it's pretty much night and day really. I think the game has really kicked on and progressed um significantly since the first season of WDL. I think um not only from a um from a tactical point of view but we're kind of getting some of the, the best players in the world um out here wanting to kind of play our competition because in in my mind it's the best um you know domestic competition um cricket kind of going around so um yeah, it's it's super exciting and as I mentioned or touched on earlier, um, you know, this new crop of kind of players that are that are really coming through and, and and you know, making us old girls kind of really have to kind of continue to to up your game and, and make sure that you're still innovative and, and really kind of um coming out all gunfire and I don't think you can really kind of um rest on your laurels in terms of um, you know, know knowing that, you know, you can hit certain areas of the ground, it's really become a three sixty um, game and and people are really kind of becoming quite inventive with with different play and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, girls are certainly a stronger, surf than they than they have ever been, and I think that goes down to um, you know the the increase in professionalism of the sport um, and, and girls being able to kind of um, you know putting a lot more kind of time um, into it and um, being rewarded financially for for their efforts as well. So, yeah, I think it's a super exciting. Um, Thing that we've had the standalone format, and um, yeah, I think it's only really um, just going to progress from here.
1: And you had a taste of international cricket this year against the the Windies in Sri Lanka. Is the the T Twenty World Cup in February and March that big carrot for you at the end of the summer?
0: Yeah, look, I kind of um, I didn't really know <laughs> it was going to happen, to be honest, for me. But um, yeah, look, it's, it's a bit of a dream come true to be honest. Um, you know, to be able to represent your country is something that I'm sure, kind of most most people that that play play any sport probably dream of. So um, yeah, I'm incredibly fortunate in that respect. So it's kind of been something that I've you know kind of had in the back of my mind for a while. But uh, yeah, to come to fruition this year was was pretty special. And obviously, over in the West Indies wasn't too too difficult to kind of handle as well, hmm. <laughs> having a, having it away to. Um, and um, in, in a place like the West Indies was, was um, amazing. So, yeah, like I've, as I said, I'm kind of not taking anything for granted at the moment. I'm really appreciative for all of the opportunities that I've been given personally over the last um, six or 12 months and, and yeah, hopefully i kind of push on um, from here.
1: Well, Aaron, thanks so much for chatting. All the best for the Sixers and then the Australian Selection for that T20 World Cup at the end of the summer.
0: No worries, thanks
1: so much. That's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. We will be back next week to wrap up the first domain test, which you can watch on Channel 7, Fox Cricket and Ko Sports, and listen on ABC Grandstand, Macquarie Sports Radio and Croc Media Radio through the CA Live app, where you can get all the breaking news, live scores and video highlights. Catch you next week.